0: Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Wingate. Good morning and welcome to Friday. Friday, Friday. Here we are on June 16th, 2023. So glad you're here for another day, another show, another morning. It is a privilege to wake up, isn't it? Until you get up and you're like, my back. Uh, I'm kidding. We're going to start this off positive, my friends, as we head into Father's Day weekend. Celebrity birthdays coming up shortly then this day in history, random facts and the headlines you need to know from around the world and what are the best states out there in the country for working dads. That is coming up today, plus a cop flees from another cop and we'll be announcing that winner of the Summer of Fun giveaway for this week's prizes. It's all coming up today on the show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan Attorneys at Law, online at OzarkJustice.com or call 479-253-1234 Good morning! Good morning! And a very pleasant Friday morning to you out there. Hope you're having a wonderful morning so far. If not, stay stay here, and maybe we can. Uh, we're either going to make it better or worse. Probably not the same, though. Uh, celebrity birthdays now. Bruce Willis's daughter in the Death Wish remake. Not his real daughter. Her name's Camilla Marone. She's 26 today. Banks, singer. 35. Nathan Parsons, who plays Max Evans on the Roswell remake, is 35. Sybil Kekili, who plays Shay on Game of Thrones, is 43. Daniel Brühl, Dr. Chrysler on The Alienist, and Baron Zemo in both Captain America, Civil War, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, is 45 today. Eddie Sabri- uh, Eddie Sabrian, he's married to Leanne Rhymes. He's 50 today. John Cho, Mister Sulu in the Star Trek movies, fifty-one. Clifton Collins Jr., that's El Lazo in HBO's Westworld, is fifty-three. Phil Mickelson, professional golfer, is also fifty-three. McRen, from NWA, is fifty-four. Laura Lori Metcalf, who played Jackie on Roseanne, is sixty-eight. Gino Vanelli, Italian Canadian music superstar, is seventy-one today. Roberto Duran. Boxer, 72 today. Jeff Pearson, former President Moss on Designated Survivor, is 74. A.J. Callings, who, you know, I'm sorry, not A.J. Didn't they call him A.J.? A.C. They call him A.C.? I don't know. Anyway, Al Callings, who was O.J.'s driver in the famous getaway, is 76 today. National Fudge Day today. Of course, this weekend, Father's Day. We're now 18 days out from Independence Day, and on this day in history, Senate candidate Abe Lincoln told a Springfield, Illinois crowd that slavery was an issue that had to be resolved, declaring, quote, a house divided against itself cannot stand. That was on this date in 1858. One of the biggest days in U.S. business history happened in 1903 when both Ford Motor Company and Pepsi-Cola were incorporated 120 years ago. Is that right? 120 years ago? My goodness. Wow. Okay, let's keep on going here. Something interesting is bound... 1978, on this date, Greece, starring John Travolta and Olivia Newton John, opened in U.S. theaters. And in 1992, Sister Soldier called presidential candidate Bill Clinton a draft dodging, pot smoking womanizer. He'd criticized her for suggesting that blacks kill whites because there's too much black on black violence. Boy, would things be handled differently today, don't you know? Hey, on this day in 1999, Phil Collins received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. BP agreed to set up a $20 billion fund for those affected by the Deepwater Horizon oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico on this date in 2010. And, oh, get ready. It's going to trigger some people. In 2015, Donald Trump officially announced he was... Actually, serious about running for president. That happened on this date in 2015. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning, and it's that time of morning for your random facts. You know it, you love it, and here we are doing it again. The infinity symbol is called a limnisket. Forgot the uh, the sound there. Limnisket, the infinity symbol. Limnisket. Yeah. Serbia lost twenty seven percent of its population during World War One, which was by far the most of any country out there. They were on the winning side with the Allies. But they lost more people. What what happened there? Yeah. The theme music for the T V show Alf was composed by a guy named Alf. Alf Clausen. Yeah, they were not related. Yeah, yeah alien life form, isn't that? What Alpha, you know? What a throwback! All right, uh, your next random fact: Asics running shoes are made by a Japanese company, but the name is an acronym for the Latin phrase ANAMASANA Incorporosano." Wow, yeah, you can tell I uh, speak Latin fluently. Animasana Incorporosano. It means a healthy soul and a healthy body. That's what uh, an acronym. It's Asics. It's an acronym, basically for a healthy soul. A healthy body. Yeah. Marlon Wayans was supposed to play Robin in Batman Returns back in 1992. That's the one with Michael Keaton and uh, you got Danny DeVito as the penguin. They ended up cutting the character altogether. They just completely cut out Robin, but he still gets paid residuals for the movie because they cut the guy out. What? I mean, that, what? Where can I get that gig? Wow. Those are your random facts. Yeah. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Happy Friday to you. Coming up next hour, we're going to be announcing the winner of the Summer of Fun giveaway for this week. And, of course, this hour being brought to you by Thurman & Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com. Or give them a call, 479-253-1234. Getting a look now at your headlines from around the world and around the country. The Fed And the SEC are investigating Goldman Sachs' role in buying Silicon Valley Bank's securities portfolio while working on its doomed capital raise. They want to see if Goldman's investment banking side and trading division was improperly communicating about the sale. People familiar with the matter said. The DOJ has subpoenaed Goldman as part of its SVB investigation. Goldman said in a securities filing last month it was cooperating with various governmental bodies looking into the involvement with SVB. Your next headline, China. China's planning major steps to revive its flagging economy. Among the possibilities are billions of dollars in new infrastructure spending and looser rules to encourage property investors to buy more homes. Beijing's push to jumpstart a national recovery follows the Chinese central bank's series of interest rate cuts this week. And your next headline, the Justice Department notified the PGA Tour. It will review the planned merger with LIV Golf for antitrust concerns. Regulatory review of the deal, which the warring golf bodies hope will stabilize the divided sport, also makes it probable that any joint venture between the tour and Saudi public interest fund public investment fund would not take effect for some time the proposed merger might fall apart if the sides cannot settle on specific terms okay so it's not a done deal after all and finally a shoulder fired missile that can travel over three times the speed of sound is making a comeback French defense and technology giant Thales is manufacturing the Star Streak for the first time in 11 years as Ukraine uses it to help repel Russian attacks. It's the latest example of how Ukraine's demand for weapons, combined with Western government's increased military spending, is reviving once-inactive production lines. The relaunch could take more than a year, though. Underlying the complexity of manufacturing weapons and industry-wide supply chain issues, slow down western rearmament in the face of rising geopolitical tensions. A lot of big words there. Those are your headlines. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Happy Friday out there. Headed into Father's Day weekend out there. Of course, you know moms make the world go round, but dads keep it from spinning too fast. You know? You know? Safety, security, strength, example, you know, those kind of things, right? Uh, Dads really... Have moms and dads both equally have quite the really the shaping of our lives, right? And in unique ways. And of course, this weekend celebrating dads. And I tell you what, I, I you know, not to get too political, not you know, or too serious here, but you know, our society doesn't really celebrate and promote strong masculine. Fatherhood, like it did at one time, you know, it's it's kind of constantly under attack. But I celebrate it, and I am grateful uh, to have been raised by a masculine, strong father, Gene Wingate. Of course, he passed away just a few weeks before Father's Day last year. So it's different now on Father's Day for sure without him. Which uh, you know, that's not great. But you gotta you gotta celebrate the memories. I know there's many out there that have lost their dad and you, you you think about the memories. Your dad lives on in you and in your siblings and everyone who comes after. There's, there's an influence. There's a stamp uh, from their lives on the lives of everyone that comes after them. So take heart, take comfort, take celebration in that. And then maybe look for some other dads out there that are still around and tell them Happy Father's Day on Sunday, that's what I will be doing. You can do whatever you want, though, right? But uh, anyway, dads out there, Happy Father's Day! It is. Uh, I know it. Sometimes it's a thankless job, but it is the best job in the world, I believe. And uh, you have a great responsibility, but also a great joy in bringing up kids. Now, let's say you're a single dad out there, and then we'll get to the point of this segment, which is a, a new study that ranked all 50 states. From the best place for working dads to the worst place for working dads, they use 23 different factors to figure out this list, including the length of the average workday, the commute, childcare costs, school quality, and men's overall health. You know, 94% of dads with kids under 18 are employed. That's a good thing. Seems like it should be more than that. but uh, Anyway, that's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So what are the 10 best states for working dads? Massachusetts comes in at number one for working dads. Then the District of Columbia. Really? Interesting. Okay. Connecticut, Minnesota, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, Virginia, and Washington State round out the top 10. According to this survey from Wallet Hub. the bottom 10, uh-oh, New Mexico, Nevada, Mississippi, West Virginia, Louisiana, South Carolina, Alabama, Idaho, Oklahoma, and Alaska. Arkansas ranks 41 out of 50, so not the best when using this particular rating system. Missouri ranks slightly better at 27, according to these particular metrics. this I don't know about this, you know what I'm saying? I mean, these kind of studies... You know, they have a real nice headline, but when you dig in deep, do they even have any idea what they're talking about? You tell me. Is is Arkansas, Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, surrounding areas, are they great states for working dads? I think they are. Let us know, 870-505-1518. It's time for... Stranger than fiction. Well, today we're talking about a Florida man and cop-on-cop crime. An argumentative Orlando police officer fired after authorities said he fled from a traffic stop while in his police car. Seminole County deputies say Officer Alexander Showney was on his way to work at the Orlando Police Department around 12.15 when he was caught going 80 miles per hour in a 45-mile-per-hour zone. That happened last week. Deputies said they had to drive around... I'm sorry, drive over 90 miles per hour just to catch up with the uh, officer as he blew past him. Uh, after several failed attempts to stop the officer, deputies pulled alongside his cruiser, ordered him to pull over through the passenger side window, and he said, What? I'm going to work, my man! Take a listen. Because, well, you know that we have the audio, right? Of course we do. Of course we do. Take a listen. You going to pull over? What? Do you- I'm going into work, my man. Why are you trying to pull me over as I'm going into Because you're work? going 80 and a 45. I am going into work. Okay, where are you going what to work What does it look for? like I'm dressed for? My name is Deputy Hilton, and they see your driver's license. Tim, no. for I got a city, uh, Orlando PD, taking off from a traffic stop. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm going to work. Don't pull me over. I'll pull you over. You'd think if he would just have gotten close enough to the jurisdiction that he worked in, maybe he could uh, pull the other guy over. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but uh, definitely an odd situation. They have uh, now charged this officer with reckless driving, fleeing or eluding police with lights and sirens active, and resisting an officer without violence. His bond was set at $9,000. That is Stranger Than Fiction. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Of course, this time every week on Friday, it is time to draw the winner of the Summer of Fun giveaway and let you know who is the big winner in our weekly drawing. That's right. Every single week we do this on Friday morning. And during the week, it's a new drawing. Every week, new drawing. So you got to get by our area locations That are part of the Summer of Fun giveaway. And get in the running. Sign up at all the locations. And if you don't win this week, get right back at it next week. I'm telling you, with just a little bit of diligence and persistence, you will win. I'm confident of it. Okay? So the area locations that you need to get to to sign up. They're going to be Justin's Exhausted. The outlet at Brashear's Furniture. The Hangout, where you can sign up at uh, Shaved Ice Paradise in Berryville. Hatman's Hangout, Sunfest Market, the Appliance Store and more. Pal Home and Ranch, Echo Thrift Store, Stone Quality Tire. And you can get that list, complete list, at KTHSradio.com. All right, now we got to do the drawing for this week. This week's winner, the fourth week of the Summer Fun Giveaway, is going to be Sue Lowell from Oak Grove. Congratulations, Sue. You hit the jackpot. You just won a $50 gift certificate to Justin's Exhausted in Berryville and a $30 gift certificate to Echo Thrift Store in Eureka Springs. How about that? Yeah, again, the winner is Sue Lowell from Oak Grove. You are this week's winner in the Summer of Fun giveaway from Carroll County Broadcasting. Good morning good morning to you happy friday happy father's day to all the dads out there as well and you know you could also say happy father's day to the single moms out there too so uh happy father's day celebrating you out there as uh you know if you have to fill the dad spot then you should be worthy of saying happy father's day right i don't know that seems like it makes sense to me but speaking of dads i don't know you you hear the word bacon don't you kind of think of dads dads love bacon for the most part and uh That is uh, high up on the list of this recent survey that was done. Uh, The things that we spend money and time doing. It's kind of absurd. But anyway, this survey asked people what they considered the most satisfying food sound. Satisfying food sound. The top response, well, we'll just have to wait on that. I think I basically just telegraphed it for you. I'll just tell you, it was bacon sizzling in a pan. 33% Thirty-three percent said that sound makes them happy. Does the sound of sizzling bacon in the pan make you happy? Oh, it doesn't make me sad. I'll tell you that much. Hi-o. right. So, how about the uh, the top the top ten? Stirring fry. Uh, let's see. Stir frying vegetables is an appetizing sound to some. The rustling of a snack or potato chip bag. Is the most satisfying food sound to some? Number eight, popping corn. Number seven, the first bite into a crisp apple. Yes, that's a very distinctive sound. French fries frying. Three hens laying. I'm just kidding. Uh, four. I'm sorry. Five. We're, we're now we're in the in, in, in the in the top five here. The snapping of a chocolate bar. What? The snapping of a chocolate bar. Okay. Butter being spread on toast. Number three, steak sizzling in a pan. I do like the sound of a steak searing on a grill. That is quite satisfying to hear. Number two, this is really surprising. Slicing a crusty loaf of bread. I'm sorry, there's nothing good about the word crusty and bread or loaf that makes me go, that's a satisfying sound, my friend. And number one is sizzling bacon. So let's go with the five, the top five satisfying sounds. I'm going to play them for you here. And those sounds in this order are going to be the snapping of a chocolate bar, butter spread on a toast, steak sizzling in a pan, slicing a crusty loaf of bread, and then bacon sizzling. So here we go first with the snapping of a chocolate bar. Now butter on a toast. Now steak in a pan. Now slicing a crusty loaf of bread. Ugh. What And then bacon. Oh, my goodness. The sound of a crusty loaf of bread is uh, like like nails on a chalkboard to me. Anyway, what do you think? What's your favorite, most satisfying food sound? 870-505-1518. Send us a text and let us know. Now, your headlines. The Arkansas Supreme Court overturned a lower court ruling yesterday, clearing the way for the Learns Act to again go into effect. As the case remains mired in a legal fight, the 5-2 ruling reverses an order blocking the Learns Act from taking effect and reversing the case back to Pulaski County Circuit Court, where both sides await a hearing that's scheduled for June 20th. The court's ruling only touched on the issue of whether the lower court erred when issuing a temporary restraining order that blocked the education law from taking it into effect, not the actual underlying merits of the case. That's according to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And a dump truck truck went off a bridge and into Beaver Lake yesterday, according to Kelly Cantrell with the Washington County Sheriff's Office. The driver, who's the only person who was in the truck, made their way out of the truck. A nearby boater came to the rescue, and we are working to learn more about his condition. According to news sources, it went off the bridge at Blue Springs Road north of Goshen and south of Highway 412. And Arkansas Attorney General Tim uh, Tim Griffin earlier this week formed a group to look at possible changes to the state's Freedom of Information Act after efforts to scale back the open records and meeting law failed in this year's legislative session. Griffin's office said the seven-member Arkansas Freedom of Information Act review working group, wow that's a long name, was expected to give recommendations in spring or summer of 2024. The Last time FOIA was modernized, he said, the iPhone hadn't even been invented. Griffin said, went on to say that since then, the use of digital records and new communications technology has increased exponentially, making it possible for public entities to create and retain more records than ever before. All right. Uh, The last time Arkansas, well, the Arkansas FOIA act was signed into law in 1967 by Winthrop Rockefeller. The law has faced multiple efforts in recent years to exempt more records from the public eye. Those are your headlines. Good morning. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. Well, this is a good news story out there for a guy who lost a ring. (laughs) A man in North Carolina. His name is Michael Pednow. He lost his high school class ring 50 years ago, but he was recently reunited with it when it was found by a sheriff's deputy in West Virginia. It was discovered during a copper theft investigation, which had nothing to do with the guy. Apparently, when Michael got the call, he was shocked. He isn't even sure how he lost it, but he's guessing it was sometime in the late 1960s when he was visiting some cousins... In West Virginia. Got a call from a fellow that says he was a Detective Coleman with the Kanawha County Sheriff's Department. And uh, was I Mike Pedno? And did I go to Broughton High School and graduate in 65? I think I told him that I hadn't done anything wrong in Kanawha County, but I was he, and I did graduate. And he said, well, I think I have your high school class ring. How strange would that be to get that call? Basically, are you so-and-so? And then, uh, well, it depends on who's asking because uh, you're getting awfully specific about me here. Uh, anyway, that would be an odd call to get, but pretty cool. 50 years later, how? What? what where has this ring been? I think uh, the life of this ring would be quite interesting to follow. But anyway, cool story. He got his ring back. All is well. Happily ever after. Good morning.